Good day and welcome once again to our Bible study. Hope everyone had a blessed and wonderful week. Today we'll be covering a new chapter in the Gospel of John. We'll be in John chapter 10 and we'll be covering verses 1 through 10. And the title of today's lesson is The Good Shepherd and His Sheep. So what we're going to see today in today's lesson is that Jesus is talking again to the Pharisees and He's going to talk about him being the gateway, him being the gate to the sheep pen. And the only way to get in that gate is through him because he is the good shepherd. And he talks about the sheep hear his voice and know his voice, right? And he knows the sheep by their character, right? What he's speaking of, he's speaking of the only way to get into his kingdom is through him because he's the gate. He's the gateway. He is the door. And he's telling the Pharisees that right now, if you don't accept him, that you're never going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, which is going to be the kingdom of God. Amen. So we're going to see that he talks about this sheep pen. And he's going to relate this sheep pen to a gate. And the whole moral of today's lesson is that the only way to the Father, the only way to the kingdom of God is through him because he is the gate. So with that, with that being said, open up your Bibles to John chapter 10. Starting in verses 1 through 10, this is what it says. This is Jesus speaking. Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech called a parable, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus says again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out, and they will find the pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and they have it to the full. So going back to verse 1, Jesus is speaking here, and he's speaking to the Pharisees, and he tells the Pharisees, very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate. Now, Jesus is talking about this sheep pen. Now, being in the sheep pen is a very safe place to be. But I want you to understand that you can't always stay in there. You can't live there, right? Because the sheep what, 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 what they do is they spend the night in this sheep pen. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying, 
for night their safety, right? But, but that sheep has to be let out during the day because that shepherd opens up the gate and the sheep have to live. They have to eat, right? In other words, they have to have life. So this is very important because he's giving us an example to teach us about our life. In other words, the things that we have to experience, but more importantly, it shows us that we can't live life on our own. You see, a sheep without a shepherd is going to meet disaster. And in the same sense, without Jesus, because Jesus is our great shepherd, right? We're going to meet disaster as well. <clears throat> now, if you go back to the scripture, he goes on and he says this. So he says, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate. But look what he says. But climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. So Jesus is saying here that if one doesn't enter through the gate, then they're not welcome. Right. So if you come in, if you climb over it, he says, right, then, then look what he says. You're a thief or a robber. Now. Let's talk about these two words, thief and robber. A thief wants to take away. A robber wants to do the same thing, but he uses some type of force, right? Maybe, maybe even to the point of what? Death. And, and that's what these two words represent. So this means that someone wants to injure us. Someone maybe wants to take from us, wants to kill us, right? So we can say that, 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 that they come to injure and maybe even kill the sheep. So the message for us is that <clears throat> this is the way many people live, right? They, they never realize that there's really an enemy out there. And that enemy wants to take away or that enemy wants to kill us. And, and this is why some people feel empty. Now, what's crazy about this is, is there's many people. That, that buy very expensive security systems, right? They have them installed around their homes or around their, their, their place of work or whatever, right? And that's all fine. There's nothing wrong with this. But they need, what those people need to realize is this. They weren't about material things. They weren't about physical things, right? But what about the spiritual aspect of it as well, right? Because they're worried about material possessions, but what about kingdom possessions? I mean, they're not trying to accumulate them, right? They're acting for this world and in this world. Well, what about the kingdom? What about the kingdom of heaven, right? Remember, it's not just the physical, but it's the spiritual. And here Jesus is talking, and he's not talking about the physical. He's talking really the message is spiritual. Yes, he's using the example of the sheep. Why is he doing that? Because he's the great shepherd. You see, and if, if, if we don't have him first place, then there's an enemy that wants to destroy us. There's an enemy that wants to take joy and peace and happiness, amen, from us. And that's Satan. He's the enemy. He's trying to kill us, right? He's trying to kill us, not physically, but what? Spiritually. And you, you can also say physically, because those people that live depressed, those people that live with anxiety, those people that live with stress, that's not from God. That's not from Yeshua, Jesus Christ. That's from the enemy. You have let the enemy take over you. You have let the enemy run your life and rule your life. Amen. And the only way to change that is through Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach. It's through prayer. It's through Bible study, right? It's through the word. 
It's through the truth. So Jesus is telling us here that there's an enemy out there that wants to, he's seeking to destroy us. He's seeking to take from us. He's seeking to kill us. And he's speaking about the enemy. Verse 2, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Now remember, sheep without a shepherd, they're dead. There will be sheep that's going to be easy prey for the enemy. That's what he's trying to tell us, right? Now ultimately what he wants to take, he doesn't want to take your possessions, right? But he wants to take your life. And, and I'm speaking about Satan again. I'm speaking about the enemy. Remember, you don't wrestle with the flesh, with physical. It's spiritual. There, there, there's, two, there's two people. There's two entities that want you, and that's the spirit, and that's the devil. And which one is winning today? Is it Jesus? Is it the Holy Spirit in your life? Right? Or is it the enemy? Has the enemy taken something from you? Has he taken peace? Has he taken joy? See, if you live angry and frustrated and stressed, then you are living for the enemy. The enemy has taken you over. And the only way to fix that is through Jesus. It's through Bible study. It's through prayer. It's through his word. Amen. Verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. So let's look at that first half of that text. It says that the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. Now Jesus says here that the sheep need not only hear but discern the voice of the shepherd. See, if they don't, then they can be led astray. They can be led and taken over by anyone, including this thief and this robber. You see, sheep aren't the smartest animals. But I'm going to tell you something. They're wise enough to listen. They're wise enough to discern their shepherd's voice. The scripture also goes on to tell us here that he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. So not only does the sheep hear, they discern the shepherd's voice, but the shepherd knows each sheep and he gives them a particular name. Why is this important? Because name in the Bible is synonymous with character. So this is saying that the shepherd knows the character of the sheep and he calls them based upon their character. See, let me give you an, exa an example of this. Going back to Jewish culture, right? If you look and you study Jewish culture, on the eve of Passover, which is called the Haggadah, that's what they call the eve of Passover, they read Passover books. And one of the stories in that Passover book is a story of four sons. And, and, and all these sons are very different from one another. So the father speaks differently to each one of them because the father knows his son's character. He knows this son's character. He knows this son's. So he, the father speaks to each one of them by how he knows their character and nature. So they, they all behave differently, right? And this is the same thing that Jesus is trying to tell us here. That the shepherd knows his sheep based upon their character, based upon their nature, right? Who they are, what they are like, 
how they see things, right? What, what, what are their tendencies, so to speak? So Messiah knows us very well. And he knows us based upon how he made us, right? And he calls us. He calls us in that way. So what the scripture or text right here is saying is that we all have a personal quality that Jesus knows about, right? And he calls us by that because that's how he knows you. That's how he knows us, each and every one of us, right? Now, I want you to understand this. This knowledge, right, of the shepherd, of Jesus, it's all rooted based upon love because he loves us and he loves you. God the Father created you in his own image, amen? The scripture says you're the apple of his eye. And, and he, he, he planted something in you that you can do for the kingdom. And that's how he recognizes you, amen? And look what the scripture says, he leads them out. You see, Messiah is the shepherd. And he calls us for the purpose of what? Of leading us. Now here's the problem. The sheep will follow, right? But oftentimes, we as disciples, we do not. You see, we say we're Christians, right? A lot of us do. A lot of us say, oh, I love Jesus, right? I worship Jesus. I glorify Jesus, right? He's my God and he's my father. I honor him. I walk with him. I obey him. But yet at times, this is what we do. We don't want to be led by him. It's because we want to do our own thing. In fact, sometimes some of us even think or tell him how we think our life should go. In other words, we do our own will. We don't do his will, right? We want to lead ourselves, you can say, right? And we don't want to follow his plans, but we want to do what our plans. We want to do what we want to do. Now, it sounds crazy and it sounds kind of ridiculous, but that's the truth for some of us. And we need to remember, it is the shepherd who leads us, not the sheep. Because that's what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying, he leads, I lead them out. So we need to keep that in mind, that he's the one that leads us. He's the one that's going to guide us. He's the one that's going to provide for us. And we need to do his will and not our will. Amen? Verse 4. When he has brought out all his own. Now this means he brings them out of the pen. And so where does he bring them? He opens the gate. They all come out the gate and he leads them into a pasture, right? And he does this only so they can eat. They can have nourishment, right? They can drink. They can be refreshed. Now why am I saying all these things? Because if you look what King David wrote in the book of Psalms in chapter 23, I want to concentrate on the first three and a half verses. This is what Psalm 23 says. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still and quiet waters and he refreshes my soul. So this talks about the Lord being our great shepherd, right? So we see in this psalm that God is our shepherd. Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, is our shepherd. And, and we see here that he leads us. He leads us where? He leads us into green pastures so we can drink, so we can be nourished, right? 
so, so we, can, we can live. So this right here points to Jesus being in the Old Testament. It, it proves his identity. Look what else the scripture says. He goes on ahead of them. Again, that's talking about leading them, talking about leading us, right? So this is what we can conclude from this. If we aren't following him, right, then we're not going to find those quiet places. We're not going to find those still waters, right? We're not going to be refreshed. We're not going to find those green pastures. This is speaking about the kingdom of heaven. You see, if you understand sheep, you know that sheep drink a lot of water. And at times, sheep drink so much water that they really can't even move for a while, right? And that puts them in a very dangerous predicament. Why? Because predators are around. This can mean trouble. It can mean harm. It can mean death even, right? This is why they must follow the shepherd. Because the shepherd will never allow them any harm. He's never going to allow them death by a predator. This is why we must follow Jesus. Because he is the great shepherd. Because he protects us from the enemy. He protects us from trouble. He protects us from death. And I mean a spiritual death. Because physically we're all going to die. The Bible says you're appointed to die once than what? The judgment. So physically you're going to die. No one is escaping physical death. But you can't escape spiritual death. Because when you die, you go one of two places. You go to heaven or you go to hell, which turns into the lake of fire and turns into the kingdom of God. So going back to the scripture, we also see that we need rest. So who's going to lead us into that rest, into those green pastures, right? This is going to cause us to, to lay down. It's going to be Jesus. Because once again, he's our great shepherd. So the scripture is telling us that the shepherd leads and he goes before them. In other words, he puts himself between us and any threat of danger. Amen. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. So over and over and over thus far in this passage, we see that the sheep is being able to hear, being able to recognize the shepherd's voice. Now remember, if a person desires God's will, right? In other words, you in prayer, you in Bible study, you in Bible reading, right? You, you put the word of God first. You put the truth of God first. Then they're going to understand their purpose in this life because they're going to be willing to do the Father's will, right? They're going to glorify God. They want to enlarge his kingdom, right? And if we do this, then we're going to be given discernment. We're not going to be deceived. And this is why he says here, because they know his voice. Because you listen. Because prayer and spending time knowing him, having a relationship with him, it's not just talking, but it's listening. Verse 5. But they will never follow a stranger, he says. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. So if the sheep doesn't recognize the shepherd's voice, then they run. That's what he's telling us. They flee away. They go away. And when someone isn't speaking the truth, I'm talking about biblically speaking the truth. Right? You should run. Right? You might go into a place, right? You might go, you might go to a church or whatever. You, you go to church. 
You got to make sure that that church is biblically sounded, is biblically correct. That person that's teaching, that person that's preaching, right? Are they preaching from the Word of God? Are they preaching the truth? See, the first thing you should do is see if that person is anointed. You should know if this person is led by truth. If this person has the illumination of the Holy Spirit right in them. If not, then what you should do, you should flee. You should run. Now, I know there's a lot of people that, that, that attend a certain church because that church maybe is closer to them, it's convenient for them, right? It might have certain programs in place for children, right? For kids, for adults. Whatever the situation, you might like the pastor, priest, minister, whatever. But this is what you really need to ask yourself. Is that church speaking the truth? Is that church teaching the truth? Are they teaching all of the word of God, all of the truth? Or are they giving you half truth? Because if you, they're giving you half truth and you're not being read and you're not being taught, you're not being fed all of the truth, then you're going to be led astray. See, we all should want to be fed properly. We all should want to know the entire Bible, the entire Word of God. Because it's from God. It's God's Word. So when you aren't discerning the voice of God, right? I mean hearing the voice of God in His teachings. Then you should find a new place to go. You should get away from that preacher. You should get away from that teacher. You should get away from that church. Because you need to be fed the entire truth of God. Because if not, then you're going to be led astray. Verse 6, Jesus used this figure of speech, also called parable. Now, in the Greek language, this word parable really means a proverb. And what does a proverb mean, you ask? A proverb simply means this, something that rules your life. Something that rules my life, your life. So look what it, the scripture also says. But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. So we see here that they're lost. They don't have any discernment. Why? Because they rejected the truth. They rejected the Torah. They rejected God's word over traditions of the elders, over man-made laws and rules that was passed down from generation to generation. See, the question I have for you today is, what are you worshiping? What are you listening to? What are you studying? What are you following? Are you following tradition? Or are you following the word of God? Verse 7. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. See, Jesus says again, Very truly I tell you. So here we see a change taking place. He will see himself right here in a different way. And what is that way? Look what he says. I am. This means he's letting us know and letting the Pharisees know that he is God in the flesh. He's speaking again about what? The divinity. Remember, he started off talking about leading sheep into the pen, into the sheep pen, right? By the gate. What does that represent? It represents a place of safety, right? Now, at times, trouble is going to linger. And when it begins, the shepherd called to the sheep. The sheep hear his voice because they know his voice. And when they're out in the pasture, if, if, if danger comes, 
He calls and they come. They come back to the pen. They come back to the gate. See, this represents us in life. Because when danger roams, when the enemy attacks, when the enemy's trying to harm us, when the enemy's trying to take our life, right? We hear that voice. And the shepherd says, come to me. Because I'm going to surround you and I'm going to keep you safe. Come to the sheep pen. Come to the gate. He's saying, come to me. See, if there's dangers out in the pastures, the shepherd calls out. And he says, come back to me. Come back to the pen. Because it's your safe place. So he started off saying, I lead them. Now, at this point, he's saying, I'm not only leading them, but he's saying, I am the door. Now, why is this so important? Because no sheep will go in unless they pass through him. See, he's, he's not going to let the wrong sheep in. He's, he's not going to let a predator in. He's not going to let, in this case, a wolf in. He's not going to let evil in. He's not going to let danger in. So we can reference his pen to him, to God the Father and the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Why? Because no one goes to the Father except through Jesus. And where's the Father? The Father's in heaven. And in heaven, there's no danger. There's no evil. There's no robbers. There's no thieves. There's no unrighteousness. There's no unholiness, right? There's only what? There's only love, peace, joy, righteousness, and holiness, right? That's what Jesus is referencing here. He's saying the only way to get to this pen, and we can reference that pen to him, to the kingdom of God, to, to heaven, is through him. John 14, 6 tells us that. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no man come to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the gateway. Jesus is the sheep pen. He is the gate, and no one enters into that pen without going through him. Verse 8, all who have come before me are thieves and robbers. Now, he's pointing out to these leaders that are before him, He's saying, you're all thieves and robbers. He's saying, you're not doing the right thing. You're not having the right desires. Now remember, in, in a few minutes, you're going to see. He's going to say something that's very important. He's going to say, I'm the good shepherd. And, and this, this represents what? Revelation, right? And we need to see this from a prophetic point of view, from a prophetic vantage point, I guess, you can say. Why do I say that? Because if you look in the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament, in verse 34, there's a reference to Messiah. The prophet Ezekiel says over and over and over in Ezekiel 34, I am the good shepherd. So what is he talking about in Ezekiel 34? In Ezekiel 34, if you turn to Ezekiel 34, it talks about good shepherd and bad shepherds. More importantly, bad shepherds in Ezekiel 34. And, and, and if you read the scriptures, the entire chapter of Ezekiel 34, you're going to see that <clears throat> these bad shepherds, what do they do? They take from the sheep. In other words, they fleece them. They devour them, right? They're only thinking of themselves. So when he says, all of who have become before me are thieves and robbers, 
What is he saying? He's saying this. He's talking about the leadership. He's talking about the Pharisees. He's saying you don't care about the people. See, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they use their leadership positions in order to benefit themselves. They took from the people. And this is why he's warning them. He's telling them what you're doing is not right. What you're doing is wrong. And he's saying here, but I'm different. Because I'm going to take care of the sheep. I'm going to provide for the sheep because I'm the good shepherd. Continuing with the scriptures. But the sheep have not listened to them. So what he's saying here is this. All those that follow him, who believe in him, who trust in him, who obey in him, they're not deceived. They don't listen to the Pharisees. They don't listen to the religious leaders. Because if you listen to the Pharisees, that's what he's saying here, then you're going to be led astray. And the same holds true for us today. See, if you're not being led by Jesus, if, if you're not being led by a pastor, right, who's teaching you the whole truth, the entire truth, the Bible, then you're going to be led astray. Verse 9, I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved. So this is talking about safety. You know, this is also talking about our salvation. Notice the scripture tells us, whoever enters through me will be saved. So he's telling us here that you can't save yourself, right? You can't do all the good works. Because I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to be saved because I do good works. Good works doesn't save you. Being a good person doesn't save you because no one is good except Jesus Christ. Amen. So he's telling us here that I'm the only one that can save you. That I am the gate. That it's only through this gate that you come into the kingdom of heaven. Into the kingdom of God. Why? Because he says, I am the gate. The gate, this is in reference to the sheep pen, right? This means the kingdom of heaven. It, it's, it's, re, it's relating and it's representing the kingdom of God. So it's only through Jesus Christ that one can be saved by following him, by knowing him, by recognizing his voice, by obeying him, by trusting him, by believing in him, believing in the word, believing in the truth, following the word, following the truth. Amen. See, one can't have a kingdom hope without passing through Yeshua. That's what he's saying here. He is the entrance into the kingdom of God. Look what he says. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The pasture is where they receive the water. The pasture is where they receive grass in order to eat so they can live. So this is where they have life, you can say. Amen. So what he's saying here is, I'm going to bring you into this pasture. Talking about the kingdom. And there you're going to have life. And you're going to have it for eternity. And you're going to live it more abundantly. You're going to have it forever. And this should bring us hope. This should bring some excitement to us. Because it shows us that through Yeshua, he gives life and he's going to give us that kingdom reality. Amen. Verse 10, last verse 4 today. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now kill, this means sacrifice. So it tells us something here, right? That when we follow Teachings not rooted in the scriptures, not based upon 
the word of God, not based upon the truth of God, then what happens? It's going to bring death in the form of sacrifice. And sacrifice, I'm talking about Satan. He goes on to say this. In other words, you're going to be deceived. That's what he's saying here. If you don't follow the word of God, if you follow, just like the Pharisees, they follow traditions of men. And if, if you live your life based on traditions of men and think you're going to be saved without knowing the word of God, without deciphering the word of God, without the Holy Spirit illuminating in you, then you are deceived. You're going to be deceived. That's the only way to the Father. The only way is Him to His truth, to His word. Because if you follow traditions, then you're just like the Pharisees. That's what he's saying here. It's exactly what he means. Question for you is this, are, are you following the word of God today? Do you know the word of God? Do you know the Bible? Are you reading the Bible? Or are you following traditions of man? I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus is saying here, I came. And without me, you don't have life. You're not going to receive that abundant, increasing life. Remember, the word life means kingdom. It means what? Blessings. So what he's promising is this, that we will grow in a kingdom experience. We will understand the kingdom better if we really know him, if we really know the truth, his word. Remember in Matthew chapter 5, we studied this several months ago, right? Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, you will want to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. And to be great in the kingdom of God, you need to understand kingdom truth. You need to live a kingdom life in this age, meaning right now. So he's saying it is only through him that you you can have this growing kingdom experience, and you can have it now. In other words, being able to discern how everything relates to the future, how it's going to be connected to the kingdom. And he's telling us that he's the source of that kingdom. You see, we really experience life when we give totally of ourselves to Jesus, amen? Because really without him, you know what? We're downcast. We will not have the peace. We will not have the joy. We will not have comfort inside of us, right? We're not going to have that love inside of us for everyone. In other words, our life will not have the purposes that God created us for and that God wants for us. And because of this, people live frustrated. Because of this, people are confused. Meaning they go after things of this world because they think that's what's going to make them happy, right? They think that's what's going to bring them peace and joy and, and bring fulfillment. But, but understand this, and the scripture says this, that things of the world never last because it goes away. It burns up. Instead, you need to come to know Jesus. You need to come and follow his word. You need to understand his kingdom right now. And to understand his kingdom is understanding the word of God. It's studying the truth of God. It's studying the word of God. It's following the word of God. And when you do that, then you're going to be able to recognize his voice. And you're going to want to do the Father's will. Amen. And that ends our lesson for today. 
We're going to be back next week. We're going to continue on in the Gospel of John in chapter 10. We sure do appreciate you all tuning in and listening. It's going to be a blessing to someone this week. We love you guys until next week. God bless.